Looking for a special gift for that fag in your life? Whoa, 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 whoa. Get that friend of Armstrong and Getty some A&G merch. New for 19, our latest A&G logo tees, hoodies, and more. The Punch Violence in the Face t-shirt or the Castagat Redendo Morris tee is available. The Yo, Yo, Yo and the updated Stupid Should Hurt tee. The new Cal Unicornia state flag tee. We even brought back our classic A&G ketchup and mustard logo. Buy them now at the Armstrong and Getty Superstore. Find it at armstrongandgetty.com. Repeat that uh, one email that we got yesterday, or would you rather not? No, the uh, one. Just which one? Uh, the one that made no sense. Oh, the one I sent to you. Yeah, I don't know if yeah, that's a good prob- idea. Probably not. But we got a text that was similar just now. I've, I've read it like five times trying to figure out what. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's it's somebody with uh, neurological challenges. Yeah. Well, and who sort. am I to criticize? Of some sort. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Actually, you know, I I would dearly love to if we can squeeze them in. We got a couple of emails about the the giant multi part series in the Washington Post about the you know the lies and and lack of strategy and waste of the never ending Afghanistan war. Uh, I'd love to share at least part of some of those emails with you before the hour is gone. I was just looking um, at uh, Ben Shapiro's Twitter feed, and we are now on the on a station with him as we are going to be. The morning show on KBC in Los Angeles starting, is it starting January? Whenever it starts. Um, Los uh, Angeles, is that a big town? Los Angeles is uh, one of your t- uh, bigger markets for radio, mm. and it's exciting to be on those legendary call letters and uh, everything like that. But Ben Shapiro is the afternoon host, and he was just tweeting out, so of the charges that were announced today by the Democrats for impeaching the president, you got the obstruction and you've got the abuse of power, but what happened to the whole bribery thing that they talked about so much? Remember they tried to make the pivot to bribery there briefly and constantly using the term bribery? Right, because it's in the Constitution. Because that's yeah. actually one of the words that the founders put in there. Right. Uh, bribery, treason, high cr- crimes, and misdemeanors. But they apparently didn't feel strongly enough about it to uh, include it in the impeachment today. So, Well, it was a stretch. I mean, it was a really big stretch, and nobody bought it. So, yeah, dropped it. Isn't that something? Yeah, it is. Uh, well, this well, you know what? If they keep doing that, Jack, the American people are going to ignore this and not take it seriously. Oh, wait a minute. We're already there. So, listen, yesterday we talked about an online video of a uh, Sacramento State College Republican being assaulted by a left-wing activist student. And um, and and I think we said what needs to be said about that, uh, mostly being that you college administrators and listen, I'm I'm, I'm talking to you, man to man, woman to man to woman. <laughs> I'm a man, well allegedly, um, <laughs> but listen, y'all are lefties. You're surrounded by lefties. You have your crazy professors, and 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 I get how your point of view can get distorted when you're in that sort of radically left ideological bubble. That's why I'm coming to you as a friend with an open an open hand, and I'm not going to slap you with it. You need to carefully and seriously be even-handed 
some student assaults another student over politics or ideology or whatever, you gotta you've got to treat the progressive activist assaulting a conservative precisely the way you would you would treat a MAGA hat wearing person beating down some poor progressive. You have to handle it precisely the same. And that doesn't happen. It does not happen. Dozens and dozens of these incidents. However, Jack, because my hallmark is fairness, mm. I will tell you this, that the uh, that one of our alert college-age listeners, um, who really ought to be getting drunk and trying to you know land a girl or a guy, depending on their preferences, uh, but one of our alert listeners sent along the, uh, the letter from the president of Sacramento State University, who uh, one Robert S. Nelson, who says, I'm deeply disturbed and appalled to learn there was a fist fight on the campus today between two students. That is not true exactly, sir. One student assaulted another one who merely tried to fend off the blows. Yeah, if someone comes up and punches me, I you don't get to call that a fight. Yeah, That's so Robert... Robert, you're on probation for the rest of the reading of your letter. We're investigating the situation, but I want to make it unequivocally clear that violence is never the answer. Sacramento State is a caring campus, a welcoming place for all members of the Hornets family. No one should ever be physically attacked. Everyone deserves to feel safe and secure in expressing their identity and beliefs. Today's incident in no way expresses our values. Violence on our campus will not be tolerated. We're, 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 we're being lectured by college campuses regularly that somebody's words make you feel unsafe. How about somebody smacking you? Yeah. That definitely makes you feel unsafe. And listen, Robert, I find your note a little mealy-mouthed. Again, you've got to navigate the waters of the fact that you've permitted your campus to become a wildly radical uh, bastion of the left. Um, And I have some sympathy for you in that just a little bit. But, yeah, sir, you're being a little mealy-mouthed. But he does say, in today's increasingly tense political climate, we must care for each other and treat one another with respect despite our differences. Just enforce it even-handedly. Meanwhile, we mentioned that uh, another beloved listener's son, who is a college Republican at Chico State University, which is coincidentally or not also in Cal Unicornia, their campus president, um, uh, in the wake of that attack and others, uh, sent everybody a note who said there were some students who violated the, the you know, I'm skipping the, the lead paragraph about uh, protesters and onlookers. Tensions were high, um, and most students behaved well. Unfortunately, there were some students who violated the standards for student conduct and will face disciplinary action. Reports and videos showed taunting, harassing threats, and physical violence, none of which are acceptable for any reason and constitute conduct violations. Uh, freedom of expression, she's quoting now the university's time, place, and manner of expression policy, which sounds like something out of Orwell, but I will quote it. Freedom of expression is a cornerstone of a democratic society and is essential to the educational process. Universities have a special obligation not only to tolerate, but also to encourage and support the free expression of ideas, values, and opinions, even when they may be unpopular or controversial. President Gail E. Hutchinson, I salute you for saying that out loud and making that clear to your increasingly insane student body and faculty but you know what if i'm going to criticize these people i'm going to give credit where it's due man you yeah if you you open the door at all toward it's okay to attack people physically you don't agree with man it gets out of hand really fast and then there's no putting a genie back in the bottle until things get really out of hand 
Well, and Jack, you made the absolute key point that they continually drum into these kids' heads that any speech that the professor finds racist or hateful, which is everything they disagree with, that speech is akin to physical violence, and it makes you unsafe. And in a related story, if you are actually at risk of physical violence or speech violence, which is the same thing, you may respond with physical violence to protect yourself. So these poor kids are indoctrinated day after day that they have the right to assault these evil fascists who believe in, for instance, lower taxes and fewer regulations. And so, you know, again, these kids can't be excused and they must be uh, brought to justice if they commit actual acts of violence. But by God, you cannot ignore the fact that they're being indoctrinated and told this is okay by the very people they're supposed to respect and, and be listening to and learn learning from it's just insidious i'm i'm hoping we can you know like a like a good uh, basketball defender quickly step in front of this and cut it off before it gets much further because it's already at the point of being a, a, an infection in society that is causing symptoms now it can become a fatal infection it's happened over and over again in history and i don't mean like 1513 i'm talking about in in china and russia and cambodia and and, and the entire communist world the rest of it this stuff happens I'm hoping we're on time, but I tell you what, I will dedicate the rest of my bitter, bitter days to fighting it. End of rant. Follow up to a story yesterday. We now know what the hot new briefcase is for up-and-coming successful men and women. I, except I don't ever see women carrying briefcases. Is that, is that just a man thing? No, I, I I do now and again. I've never seen a woman with a briefcase, I don't think, in my life. But anyway. It's usually like the messenger bag. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. The, the hot new briefcase for men, especially if you're like a really big deal, say you're the chosen lawyer to represent the president in an impeachment hearing. That's a pretty big deal. And you're it's got to be, what, a $3,000 Gucci uh, briefcase, You're right? showing up to Congress yesterday with about 200 cameras pointed right at you. And you have this green bag you start pulling everything out of. It turns out it's a fresh market bag. That's a grocery store there in the Washington, D.C. area. And he used that for his briefcase. And Fresh Market tweeted out yesterday, we'd like to announce that we are the official briefcase maker of Steve Castor. You can fill your briefcase up with files or yummy food, your preference. Wow. Shout out to whatever employee jumped on that opportunity with that excellent tweet. That's that's, that's, that's seeing good. an opportunity and taking advantage of it. Doesn't that's that, understanding the modern world, yes, isn't it, John? Yes, yes. Doesn't that make him a strange person? Yes. I, I don't know if strange in a way I should admire because he doesn't care about that sort of thing, or strange in a way that I think, get, get him out of there. That's just weird. Hauling your stuff in in a grocery bag? That's odd behavior. <laughs> that's, that's bag lady behavior. For the highest profile thing you'll ever have in your life. Right. Bar none. This is the moment of your legal life, representing the president in the hearing on impeachment articles and you bring your papers in a grocery bag <laughs> and start taking them out of there you know again i can't decide if i love that or if i think it's ridiculous maybe both i don't know <laughs> and there's a guy behind him smiling how would you not be smiling dude look at that he brought yeah. his paperwork in a fresh choice bag fresh is market it, bag is it the grocery uh the logo right on the bag i'm guessing oh yeah yeah, yeah every, every says, grocery store has their logo. It says yeah. live, eat, shop, 
something. Reuse. Re- reuse, yeah. Yeah. Maybe he just wants to be super environmental friendly. Oh, no, briefcases, you have to kill a cow for the leather. and <laughs> All those oh, yeah, single-use yeah. briefcases that people are always using. And, and children that are suffering in the brass hinge mines. Um, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to let that one go uh, without comment. Uh, well done. Uh, yes, I use this bag to haul uh, groceries home. Also, uh, critical uh, documents for congressional hearings. Also, my, my dry cleaning. Uh, also, uh, when I pick up my dog's poo from in the backyard, I put it in here before yes. I dump it in the trash. I have a urine sample for the doctor in here somewhere. Absolutely everything. I just I believe in reusing. I, uh, I believe in the Green New Deal, and I'm just trying to do my part. <laughs> Pretty funny. Pretty <laughs> funny. Well, you got to give the guy points for thriftiness, though. Uh, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, Which used to be seen as a virtue in America, Jack. Marshall is retiring, our news guy. He announced that yesterday. We did uh, get one comment that might be a little too apt. Uh, we could hit you with. No, with some, don't, along, don't, along no, some no. The, who wants that? Along Go with ahead. Some of the stories of the day that we're following: impeachment, war in Afghanistan, and then the FBI is out of control, or at least portions of it were, top to bottom. By the way, at all levels, uh, it's frightening stuff. All on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Um, Mick Mulvaney, the chief of staff for the president, just said, I'll testify if President Trump wants me to. Okay, well, that's easily covered, as in the president doesn't want him to. So don't worry about that happening right, during exactly. the Senate trial at any point. They only need 51 votes, by the way, to get somebody, to compel somebody to uh, testify in the Senate. It's not the standard of um, uh, however many they need to actually impeach the president. What do they need? Two-thirds? Is that what it is? Yes. Yeah. To remove the president. But yeah. to, to get uh, Rudy Giuliani to, to uh, speak, for instance, the, the, the minority gets to ask for a witness, but it would take a vote of 51 senators to say, yeah, that person's got to show up. Okay, now there's a little potential drama. Yeah, I mean, Rudy. Because you'd only need to peel off a couple of, of Republicans that way. Right. Um, and, but, and then John Roberts makes the decision, ultimately, of whether or not that you know they vote on that, but... Right, because oh, interesting. He's the well, he's the um, uh, he's the guy running the Supreme Court, so he serves there uh, over the and, impeachment, and then the, the, they would say we would like to bring this forward, and John Roberts would say, no, that's not a witness you should call, or or okay, I guess that's the way I understand it. And then well, if he says yes, then they would vote. I think that's the way it works. Right, and you got to get fifty one. And, and I'm certainly not an expert on this topic, but because the Democrats skipped the whole adjudicating whether they could compel Mick Mulvaney or, or Rudy Giuliani to testify, even though the president's claiming executive privilege, blah, 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 we're all familiar with that. Um, what if the Senate votes, you know, they get 51 votes, yeah, Rudy, you got to come talk to us, and, and the administration claims executive privilege. At that point, they do have to adjudicate it, right? And presumably... Judge Roberts would get that going pretty quickly, or or would he rule? No, I don't think that. That's I don't know. I mean, it, it, once it becomes an impeachment trial in the Senate, 
I, I think is it's... the presiding judge now the court? The way I understood it uh, in the conversation uh, I saw over the weekend that included um, uh, a number of lawyers, including a lot of lawyers who have argued in front of the Supreme Court, that's the way I took it. I wasn't clear on it, though, um, having watched it. I even rewound it and watched it again. But that's what it sounded like to me. You need 51 people, and John Roberts to sign off on it would compel a person to show up. Okay. All right. If I'm well, wrong, somebody feel free to, uh, to to text, but I think that's the way it works. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, all right. So there is at least a tiny little bit of drama in it. That kind of makes sense, though, doesn't it? Because it's 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 a it's an official impeachment um, trial at that point. It's not a does this branch of government need to answer to this branch of government in the same way. I think uh, I could be wrong. Well, no, nah, it's the same question. Or maybe that's never happened before. For all I know, that's never come up before, and it'll be a you know new precedent. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, interesting. Well, like I said, I thought it was going to be completely devoid of drama. But if the Democrats can still call Rudy and Mick Mulvaney and maybe John Bolton, um, okay, all right. Now I'm paying attention. Well, if they actually showed up, I would. But if they don't show up, then it's still nothing. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Although the drama over whether they can be compelled to and all, it'd probably be worth paying a little attention to. So why is America broken fat, Jack? It's because we spend our money eating out. (laughs) So that's on the way. Uh, Also, the fastest growing brands in America cater to homebodies, people that don't want to leave their home. Got that story coming up also. And you know what? I'm thinking those brilliant emails about Afghanistan that I've mentioned a couple of times. They're long enough. Why don't we do them on the One More Thing podcast? Oh, I love the idea of that. Okay. Yeah, so we, cool. So we got something to talk about. What's going no, on? It's because they absolutely should be heard, you ninny. We've got more of the IG report and the FBI Russia investigation filled with surveillance errors. The Dems say, let's talk impeachment, let's talk trade. Any disturbing photos with Santa trend this season? Coming up. Yeah, if you don't know the specifics on the IG report about the FBI, you really should stay tuned because it was poorly reported in a lot of areas. I mean, reading straight from the report, it's pretty scary stuff. And broke because we spend our money on eating out. Well, that's interesting. More on that. that it's two problems, one solution, you know? Yeah, more on that coming up. Right now, the news with Marshall Phillips. Kelly, Justice Department Inspector General released its report on the Russia-Trump investigation and, among other things, found the surveillance of a former Trump campaign advisor was riddled with errors. Now, the Inspector General, Michael Horowitz, found a number of inaccuracies across various surveillance applications, effectively inflating the justification for monitoring former policy advisor Carter Page, which was a linchpin for the FBI's secret investigation. Now, NBC's Pete Williams dug into the reports dealing with the alleged Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act abuse, noting that when it came to the FBI's use of Christopher Steele's report, to build a case for the warrants. The report says, even though the FBI got information that would raise questions about the credibility of Steele, it failed to reassess its own reliance on him, failed to tell the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court about these problems, and didn't press him on the source of his information. Failed to tell the court about the possible problems. There are so many quotes from this report. How long is it? 
Do you have any idea how many 400 pages, pages yeah, I think, mm-hmm. isn't it? There are so many quotes from this report. Any news organization that went with the headline, FBI legally obtained warrant, no bias shown, they should be shut down by the government. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> irony, seriously. It's just, that is just malpractice. Yeah. In terms of journalism, let me read you this uh, paragraph here from the report, and we haven't read this yet today. That so many basic and fundamental errors were made by three separate hand-picked teams on one of the most sensitive FBI investigations that was briefed to the highest levels within the FBI, and that FBI officials expected would eventually be subjected to close scrutiny, raised significant questions regarding the FBI chain of command's management, according to the report. And because of that, Horowitz is opening a new audit yep. looking at how the FBI obtains authorizations from the FISA committee. It was so riddled with errors, top to bottom, knowing it was one of the most important things they've ever done and that it was going to be under high scrutiny, and they still screwed it up. Right, right. One of my favorite examples, speaking of the steel dossier pile of garbage, was they used the steel dossier, including some specifics from it, to get the uh, FISA court ruling from the judge. They, The FBI went to one of Christopher Steele's sources, went to him directly and said, hey, the stuff that Steele said you said, uh, is this true? And he said, that's not what I said, and that part's wildly exaggerated. But when they went back to the judge to get that FISA ruling renewed, they they left that out. They continued to go with the original uh, statement of that information. That's that's dirty, man. It's got nothing to do with the orange man. Has to do with our incredibly powerful law enforcement agencies following the 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 rules and regulations that they must to protect us as free citizens. Now, For God's sake, we haven't quoted the current Attorney General today, Attorney General Barr, who some people think is a Trump stooge and flack, but this is what he said yesterday. The Inspector General's report now makes clear that the FBI launched an intrusive investigation of a U.S. presidential campaign on the thinnest of suspicions that, in my view, were insufficient to justify the steps taken. He believes, still believes, the FBI spied improperly on a presidential candidate and then a president. That's something from an attorney general. House Republican leaders slamming Democrats for drafting articles of impeachment against President Trump. They're talking with reporters. Capitol House Minority Whip Steve Scalise accused Speaker Nancy Pelosi of bowing down to the most radical elements of her base. They still go forward with impeachment, not because there's evidence, which is what the constitutional standard should be, but because they're afraid he will get reelected. Now, the House Judiciary Committee drafting two articles of impeachment charging Trump with abuse of power and obstruction of Congress in the Ukraine scandal. How do we feel about the title Minority Whip? Please, discuss amongst yourselves. Back to you, Marshall. <laughs> hey, back to the IG report. Yeah. I just want to go back to this. For the, the, Also said by our current attorney general yesterday, whatever you think of him, he seems fine to me, but I know on the, the Trump-hating channels they think he's a stooge. But regardless, he is the attorney general, and he said, it is clear that from its inception, the evidence produced by the investigation was consistently exculpatory, would have cleared the president and his campaign. Nevertheless, the investigation surveillance was pushed forward to the duration of the campaign and deep into President Trump's administration. The FBI spined on the campaign, then after he was, uh, um, uh, became the you know president-elect, and then as president of the United States, based on shoddy, worthless information. Now that 
is a constitutional crisis. If anything's a constitutional crisis, that occurring, the current attorney general calling it out, and so far nothing being done about it, that's closer to a constitutional crisis than this stupid Trump-Ukraine phone call. And you talk about uh, interesting moves following the Democrats' impeachment announcement. Nancy Pelosi gathered some 50 Dems around her to announce it looks like the House has got a new trade deal with Mexico and Canada worked out. This is a day we've all been working to uh, and working for on the path to yes. The path to yes. That's that's crazy. That happened the same day. Yes. Within within about an hour of each other, I do believe. That's because the, the the knock on the Democrats, and it's already sticking, is that they're do-nothing. They they haven't accomplished anything. They're obsessed with impeachment, have been since the, the, the inauguration day and maybe earlier than that. And so they're trying desperately now to counter that narrative going into 2016. Meanwhile, with possible impeachment in the House looming, President Trump is set to head to Pennsylvania today for a rally. He's going to be joined by the vice president at the Giant Center in Hershey. So that should be a fiery, uh, fiery rally once again. And we have turmoil in France. French airport employees, teachers, and other workers have joined nationwide strikes over the government's attempts to reform retirement plans. Right. Only about a fifth of the trains are functioning. Most of the Paris subways are at a halt. Commuters and tourists alike are using apps and trying to use creativity to find ways to get to work, school, and museums. So anyway, the uh, French unions are on strike and upset. And lastly, we're getting reports about a disturbing new trend for Santa photos. Kids crying with Santa is the new Christmas photo trend this holiday season. What? Atlanta photographer Jeff Rothman, among others, said he was a bit confused when parents started wanting their kids to cry in the Christmas pictures with Santa. Rothman was floored that parents wanted the kids to cry. He had 7,000 photo shoots available over six weeks. They sold out in 10 minutes, and he was deluged with parents who wanted their kids to cry with Santa. Oh, my God. It's the horrific look-at-me-look-at-me Instagram generation. Yes. Because that's a more striking picture than kids smiling. Yep. He said the parents were disappointed if their kids didn't cry. What a diseased society we have. I'd be horrified if it resulted in crying. I'm I'm checking out, man. I'm moving to some South Sea island. I'm going to go down and collect conch shells in the morning and... Eat that delicious conch meat for lunch <laughs> and just let my days go yeah. by. Y'all, good luck. You're diseased. At yeah. what age do you cut off sitting on Santa's lap and ask and telling him what you want for presents? 16. It, it sorts itself out, doesn't it? Of course, Judy and I were never into the mall Santa thing. We just. You uh, never we, did it? No, I'm not going to say that, but we, we did it once or twice and decided, what are we doing? And so we stopped doing it. Yeah. Um, just, uh, we hate lines, for one thing. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. I know for a fact I did multiple versions of those uh, small Santas or various Santas, but I don't recall a single one. I only know them from the pictures that exist right. of it. That's right. interesting. I know I did it, but I don't have specific memories. No. Yeah, I, I have no recollection of actually doing that. or if, Which doesn't mean yeah. anything. It's just that, yeah, it's funny. I, I know that I did it. I just don't, like, have a specific... Hmm. 
Because I have a blackened, bitter soul, I want to dwell on the idea of parents making loud noises or jostling the kid or whatever it takes to make them cry so they can get a nice picture up on Instagram or Facebook and the rest of it. Because that's the hot thing. Right. Kids, I don't know. We got we got a weird yes. weird crowd out there for that sort of thing. I, I, I don't like humanity. I really don't. I realize that's the sort of thing somebody, you know, posts before they twist off. I'm not going to twist off. I just don't have it in me. But I'm, I'm, I'm not a great fan of humanity. Twisting off seems like a lot of work. So. Oh, please. Very tiring. Yeah, like I say, I'll, I'll go to that South Sea Island and eat delicious conch meat. I'm not going to hurt anybody. That wouldn't do me any good or or anybody else. But I will check out. We got hermit. To... I don't know. Lean to in the woods. I haven't nailed it down yet. So we got uh, one text saying we were talking yesterday about how uh, Marshall announced his retirement and how we admire right. his ability to navigate this business, the radio business, and uh, and and you know make a full career out of it. Most of us get booted out before we get to the end. Um, we don't get to choose our own time. And uh, and one texter wondered if you leaving is an indication that you recognize a sinking ship when you're on one. That's how you. <laughs> You've navigated the business your whole life. And yeah, that's a good question. You're making another one of those. It, it doesn't reflect the super great on us, but that's a really good, incisive question. That yes. is a good, incisive question. I thank you for it. Is your current boat taking on water until you've figured out how to uh, we, we, yourself? We are absolutely not. Uh, taking on water? No, <laughs> no. Actually, we're well. We're just we're going to debut in the second biggest market in uh, American Los Angeles on KBC starting next year. Is it the first year? Or has that been decided yet? I don't even know. Yeah, Seems I like remember. I should know that. Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> They're missing this good stuff right here, though. Yep. <laughs> so, um, uh, that story over the weekend, horrifying story. Uh, Saudis, Saudi nationals that were training at our bases for some reason killed uh, one of our soldiers, and then some other Saudis filmed it. Yeah. It was a radical Islamic sleeper cell, Jack, within our military. We asked Mike Lyons, our military analyst, about that earlier, and he had some strong opinions on it. We'll play that for you coming back, among other things, coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So I want a minute on training Saudi nationals that at least some of them seem to be jihadists. Oh, my gosh. Send every one of them home. I, I'm furious about this. I can't even think for a second that the president gets on and says, don't worry, the kingdom of Saudi Arabia is going to take care of those families. You explain to that ensign, Naval Academy graduate, you explain to that mother on how her son died in a classroom training to be a pilot from a Saudi national. Every single one of those Saudis need to be removed from that school, sent back home, and we'll, we'll set the training up over there. But uh, there's just no excuse here. This president's got to make a decision. You want to support the troops? It starts right now by not putting us in a room there. And if it, we come to find out that they've infiltrated and there's sleeper cells in these places, um, shame on the FBI and shame on all of us for not figuring this out. I, I'm enraged wow. over this one, and I, he didn't need to do something about it. That was earlier today. Mike Lyons, military analyst, I didn't know what his reaction would be because I've heard people strongly say, we've got to end this ridiculous program where we train Saudis. In the in the greatest weapons in the world on our basis, 
And the, and the Secretary of Defense said on the weekend, he said, no, we will absolutely continue this. It's very important. Right, right. Yeah, I got to admit, I love Mike's take, and, and I feel it. It would be a huge diplomatic deal um, if we were to certainly announce the end of it and ship all those young Saudi guys home. Many thousands have come through, and they haven't shot anything up. Um, but I, I completely sympathize. The idea that, you know, the, the president sometimes he says stuff that is just, I wish he wouldn't. The idea that the Saudi king writing a check to those families somehow makes it okay. Yeah. I mean, that just, that did not help a bit. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I certainly, I am fine with the idea of shipping them all out and doing the training in Saudi Arabia. That makes more as sense. necessary. It, it does, although, you know, that could be a little dangerous for our guys over there. Lindsey Graham um, said we need to suspend the program until we figure out what's going on. I would say so. I, I think the fact that this young man who who murdered several people, including uh, a young uh, American Muslim, or so it's, I, I'm assuming from his name, um, his name is Muhammad, I think, um, the fact that this murderer had made posts to social media that were red flags. I don't mean, huh, that's odd. I mean red freaking flags. Pro-Osama and, bin Laden. And nobody knew it? Nobody saw it? There, there's got to be... Uh, there's. We've got to be better than that. Well, did I, 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 was, doing, I was looking up something else because I wanted to get the quote from Lindsey Graham. Did Mike Lyons say on that clip... That um, if there turns out to be sleeper cells in some of our military bases, because he said that yeah. earlier. Yes. Um, uh, no kidding. The, if you look at this from 30,000 feet, if you get your buildings knocked down and 3,000 people killed almost entirely by Saudis, and then it turns out you have sleeper cells on all your military bases as you're training Saudis, what are you doing as a nation? I think to a large extent you're kowtowing to the, the rulers of Saudi Arabia. To keep them in our good graces, and frankly, uh, as as Jonah Goldberg was writing about, the arms manufacturers love these programs, these foreign exchange military training programs, because the foreigners get familiarized with American military gear, the best gear in the world, and they want it for their own countries, and they order it for their own countries as they rise up through the ranks. So, yeah, there's a lot of powerful people making a hell of a lot of money. Um, and or in charge of, you know, big-time diplomacy who want these programs to continue. And, look, it's a shame we lost a couple of these kids, but, you know, it's a, the good outweighs the bad is their point of view. Well, and it's legit that Saudi Arabia is on our side versus Iran, and Iran's a big problem. So that's, you know, that that's part of it also. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely true. I'm, uh, the Saudi uh, alliance is not without its benefits for us. On the other hand, you know, it's just, it's another example. China's a much more clear and soon-to-be historic example of when you get yourself into a situation where you're consistently doing business with evil, you will find yourself accepting things that are sickening. It's, it's been the truth, you know, as we propped up Central American dictators and, and, and the Shah of Iran and the rest of it through the years. Some of it may be necessary, but man, some of it's pretty unpalatable. I say final, you say thoughts. Final, 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 final game. Here be your host, Joe Getty. I be indeed. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap up the show. Wouldn't that be fun? Our esteemed newsman, Marshall Phillips. Well, I am on the retirement tour this week, so after the show, I'm heading over to the Ravens Social and Athletic Club 
to collect a round of retirement drinks oh, and treats. That's got to be awesome. Yeah, well, you're I my can't hero. even imagine how great that feels. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, we're prepping tomorrow's show. Right. Uh, speaking of which, here's <laughs> producer Positive oh, Sean. Sean? I am now the proud owner of a robot vacuum, one of those automatic oh. things that roams uh, Chateau Relaxo. And yeah, I love of, it. The amount of joy I had out of yelling at my robot. No robot! Go the uh, turn left, robot. I delighted in that yesterday. <laughs> ah, the small pleasures. Yeah. There he is, pressing the buttons in the control room. Michelangelo, Michael. Yeah, just be aware that deliveries this time of year can be as early as 6 a.m. and as late as like 11 p.m. I saw a guy out delivering something this morning about you know 6 o'clock. It was crazy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they drop by your stuff by your house really late. Yeah. Yep. Jack, a final thought for us. Nah, I just need a break. This, this, news, <laughs> this news cycle is just... I just feel he, like we need a break. You hear a man at the breaking point. Yeah, it's just what'd you say, John? He's thoughtless. Yeah, I'm thoughtless. Yeah, my brain, wow. my brain wow. crashed. Oh my. my final thought. I love this. A couple of surveys out. Uh, Americans are broke and fat. Turns out it's because we're spending money on food. Well, <laughs> there you go. Two birds, one stone. Hmm. Stop it. Um, you can still buy stuff at armstrongandgetty.com, and you got to do it now, right? So to, to make yep. it, to make it in time for the Christmas. There's a very, very good chance, to, and we have special shipping options now, like uh, next day shipping and that sort of thing, for some really fun, cool new Armstrong and Getty swag. And that's right, I said the Christmas, because I'm new to this country. Armstrong and Getty, <laughs> wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank. So a uh, little time, go to armstrongandgetty.com <laughs> for the swag, for the links, the videos, everything we talked about. It's there. See you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> That's good. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? Mr. Chairman. Well, sir, you're... Mr. Chairman, pardon me. The gentleman is not recognized for parliamentary inquiry. Mr. Chairman, what is... The gentleman is not recognized. Armstrong and Getty.